Would you like for me to tell you a little joke? Yes? Are you laughing now? All right. Welcome to episode one of season three. I guess that's what we're calling this is episode one, even though episode two was like uh, three or no, uh, what season two was like three episodes long. But anyways, yeah, let's get to it. Like episode one of season three of Embrace the Suck, the only official licensed sanctioned tightrope walking podcast of APG, bringing you two cents worth of free perspective on the heavy hitting lifestyle. I'm your host, Bill Hart, coming to you almost live this time from the Charlotte International Airport, where a regular guy, an everyday Joe like myself, cannot get his hands on Russian rubles. Not for nothing. No way. It won't happen. Even at the uh, the currency exchange kiosk where the woman looked at me like I was trying to sell her cocaine or something. Yeah, so season three. So we, uh, we had been doing uh we got started doing podcasts you know when the whole when the whole covid thing happened and um you know it was good fun it was it was going along all right and uh, i could tell that i really sucked earlier on and and sucked marginally less later but as things progressed um it really kind of got to a point where i was like dude i'm gonna say something and and the whole world's gonna take it the wrong way and then it's gonna be drama and other guys at APG are going to be like, hey, man, we're not getting work because you couldn't keep your mouth shut. But then, you know, we had a few people hit us up and like, hey, man, how come you're not doing podcasts anymore? And it was like, well, we are getting more work and things were opening back up. And um, but then enough people hit us up and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm and, and the reality of it is I'm not that important anyways. Like nobody's going to stop what they're doing. Like I I heard what you said and I'll I take issue, mister, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So. So yeah, so we'll just start doing these again. It'll be a little less, not not quite as tight as before. More just me ranting, really, which is what I'm best at. So uh, or suck least at. So I'll just do that, right? So uh, season three, then, yeah. So I'm not completely sure what all we're going to talk about, but things are opening back up. So work has picked up. So I won't be just confined to the house. I won't just be ranting from my closet and nowhere else, speculating about things I don't know about. But uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to put some stuff out from different places we're going to. I think uh, I was supposed to be on the West Coast in a few months and um, in Texas a few months after that. And then we've got some stuff in North Carolina. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know where. I really don't keep track of where all we're going or supposed to go. Mark actually handles that because if it got left to me, I'd just wander around the airport for most of the day not knowing what the hell I'm doing. But um yeah, everything had been pretty cool before. I, I mean, the, I was talking about stuff on a podcast. I was kind of limited to, to uh, you know, a lot of it was COVID, and then that turned into such a divisive thing. Like you know, you're either a total sheep or a or a total idiot, and everybody's got to hate on everybody else. So try not to talk about that, you know. And then uh, the uh, how do you say? localized incidents of civil unrest started going on and um you know where it would seem like burning down target isn't the best idea you know it seems like the kind of thing that people could agree on like man don't burn down target i might want um i might want cheap t-shirts later 
and suddenly like burning down Target. I actually had somebody say, like, yeah, there's, you know, a small town in the Midwest was a light. And, and somebody actually said to me, well, you know, maybe that a, a, in real life, a person in real life said to me, you know, well, maybe that town needed to be burned down. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Anyway, uh, you know, so, you know, we couldn't talk about that. And then uh, we had the whole election situation. And hey, I, I love a conspiracy theory like anybody. I will tell you that. Um, I should, at some point, maybe we put together a show on conspiracy theories because conspiracy theories are a good time to me. I enjoy it. I think uh, a conspiracy theory helps sometimes, exp- you know, kind of half explain the clown world that's going on right outside the front door, right? And if you've got some kind of wazoo idea of like, look, man, it's actually this, man. Like, this is what's going on. All right, well, that that makes me feel a lot better than what I see now. But um, yeah, maybe we'll do one on that because uh, I have a few favorites. But anyway, I digress. I digest. Um, but yeah, like the so there was election season. Can't talk about that either. And then uh, and then most recently, like to what degree should sexuality in children be addressed in a classroom? And 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 uh, you know the, the thing with with what we do, we try to not. Try to not make it a political thing, you know. Just I'm just here to help you perform better. That's what I go to to the client for. But it's like now you can't. There's things that seem like pretty pretty cut and dry to me, right? Like first graders shouldn't. We shouldn't be talking about how you like to get down with first graders. I'm I'm going to stand by that. Okay, that's. Uh, let me put it this way. I I've, I don't know if you ever had to do summer school. I did summer school like a couple times because I was a dumb dumb, and then once or twice because I was like trying to get ahead. Right. So I'm taking a class that I got to take next year so that I don't have to take it next year. And now instead of getting time off, like I'm just taking some other class, which, you know, turns out to be like working through lunch and staying late. So, you know, when, when you're, when you're a dumb dumb though, like I had to take algebra over, not twice. I had to take it again in college, which I was still dumb at, but I had to take it again in high school. I had to go to summer school for algebra. And what I noticed was that when you go to summer school, like you're you're only there a couple hours a day, but then it's over in like like two months. So then I start thinking like why why does it take so long to get through a school year if you you can cram a whole school year of algebra into a couple of months, right? And I can pass and I can have half an idea what I'm doing. Not now, you know, obviously. But at the time you can get through a class in just a couple of months. But when you go to school, school, I got to sit there for eight hours a day and suffer through this whole thing. And I got to hear weird stories. And now, now you're coming to me with like, Hey, you know, I think it'd be cool if, um, first graders learned, uh, you know, what it is about cross-dressing, maybe kids, you want to try this out. Hey, come on up here, put these heels on. No, no, man. Just teach them the algebra, get them out the door for crying out loud. But, uh, you know, we can't talk about that either, so, so I won't talk about it. I'm not talking about it. You know, and then there was the, the blockbuster video war, right? The, uh, the blue and yellow flag. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, man, don't make fun. Don't make fun, man. And, hey, in fairness, and I can say what I want because I've been to war, all right? So I can, I can joke about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my been to war card out there. You know, I don't like the idea of of uh, Europeans killing each other any more than anybody else. All right, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good deal, and I think it's even worse. You know, when people are just trying to get by, which 
in any war zone is 99% of the people. I'm just trying to get by, man. I'm just trying to get to the store and get my, my bag of rice and my, my leg of lamb or whatever and get back to the house. Uh, I, I think it sucks. But you turn on you turn on any news outlet of any kind, and you're going to get just no. It's because of this, it's because of that, and it's it's a high school caliber of of just nonsense and finger pointing. Well, you said this thing, but no, bro. I told you if you did that, that I was going to do this, and then you did that, and so what? You know what choice did I have? And it just sucks that it's you know people that think in that way are the ones with their finger on the button or the, you know, the ones that can send your kid to fight out to the death with somebody else's kid. And really at the end of the day, it's they're mostly just people lining their own pockets. Uh, but what I, what I will say though is, uh, and you, you say what you want, you argue with me if you want, but, um, I think the West has, on one hand, we have a lot of experience being at war cause we've been doing it for two decades plus now, but we've also gotten, I'd say, a little bit complacent where you tell somebody that, yeah, the, the, the American troops are deploying. It's like an afterthought, like, oh, OK, they'll be fine. Like, yeah, no, no big deal. Like, I just expect them to come home with a trophy. Uh, nobody really thinks about like, oh, what if they're fighting somebody that's as good as them? What if things go pear shaped? And if there's one thing, you know, what what the Russians might might lack in. Well, you'd think they lack in technology, but it doesn't appear to be the case. It looks like they've got a lot of bells and whistles and maybe a lot of bells and whistles that that we didn't know that they had. You know, I don't know. I know that the, the Russian way of doing things is to kind of go hard early, right? So maybe they've already wheeled out all the good toys, but who knows? But, you know, what they lack in experience and maybe, maybe in technology, they're definitely making up for with with a, an, an aggressive mindset so i'm not one to sow doubt i'm exactly one to sow doubt but um it would seem like a more cautious approach would be the order of the day you know instead of making a huge statement of well one making a huge statement of look we're gonna give you a ton of weapons and we're also going to get other western countries to cough up weapons for Ukraine and we're going to send a bunch of your tax dollars over there. Not really a fan, not a fan. I have heard the argument that this is the West's way of dumping all of their all of their uh how do you say antiquated and and uh used up weaponry like yeah, just get rid of this stuff, get rid of it. And then you know, I don't know. I don't know what a proper businessman does with that, you know, you write it off or whatever and then get a tax break. You know, I gave this I I saw an ad for Raytheon where they're they're talking about their they produce green weaponry. You know, it's like environmentally conscious weaponry. You know, if you want to burn down your fellow man, it's that's really up to you. But if you're going to do so, put the environment first. Think Raytheon. When you think killing, think green. Think Raytheon. Anyway, so yeah, so most things are things that. Um, that it's like you're not supposed to talk about it anymore. So I say, you know, why why do a podcast? And that's all you really do is talk. And and now what? I'm not supposed to talk. But then you know, yeah, like I say, I, I figured, you know, whatever. I'm not that important. Nobody's gonna really get their knickers in a twist over anything I have to say. And if anybody's got, hey, and if somebody has a, an opinion that's different than mine, hit me up because I like to be wrong. I prefer to be wrong. 
because when I find out I'm wrong, then I can find out what's right and then I can get down the road and life isn't so confusing, right? And believe it or not, I spend a lot of time going around wrong. So instead of going around pissed off about all these things that I can't really do anything about, it, it's it's a waste of energy and it just pisses off the people around you, you know? So, you know, it's it's some things you got to come to terms with the idea that there are things you just can't do anything about. And, you know, note to the college kids, like, look, I, as an old dude, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but, you know, when... When you got your hair dyed blue and you're jumping up and down that you insist you can change the world, like, look, first, figure out how you can change your socks, all right? And then start thinking about how how to change the world. But then you're going to figure out that 99.99% of the time you can't change the world, sometimes you can change the room that you're in. And again, most times not. But so coming to grips with, with that reality... Um, you know, it kind of points us in a different direction of, you know, what things can we talk about? What things should we talk about on this podcast? And maybe try to steer away a little bit from from the the, the ranting and the complaining. Because, I, one, I love to rant. And, two, I love to complain. I love nothing more than a good complain session. Like, the guys at APG, you know, we get in a we get in a rental car, and that's where I'm going first. What sucks? What can I yell about? What What went wrong at the airport? What is it with these people? What is it with airline food, right? Um, I love to debate. I love to argue. But, you know, there is a point, I think, where it becomes like, hey, you know, it's, it's becoming very negative. Like you're becoming a cloud over the room. Man. And that kind of thing, that to me is no good. All right. When somebody's got to be in there just like, yeah, dude. Like, why is it raining, man? You see, it's raining, man. The rain. Always with the rain. Dude, I know. I know. I seen. I've been outside. I was just there. I know it's raining. I can't do anything about that. Quit it. All right. That kind of thing. Nobody needs that. That makes everybody like when life's hard enough, that just makes everybody's life harder. So getting to a point where you're trying to find something, trying to find anything to talk about that isn't charged in some kind of way that'll make somebody either hate you or want to, you know, or want to be roommates with you. Like, bro, me and you were exactly the same. We should, you know, we should get a place and hang out, bro. Let's, let's get like a, like a summer cottage. No, no, don't want that either. Uh, so, you know, we, um, as podcasts go, then, you know, we, we waited for things to calm down a little bit and then work was picking up and, uh, you know, it's gotten to the point where I don't think things are going to really calm down. I think things were just kind of be going to be like, um, everything written in jello is like the new normal. Like that's as firm as it gets guy. Like that's as good as it's going to be. Enjoy, get used to the idea, which, which to me is fine. But, um, it tends to get the, it tends to make the citizenry excitable. So, you know, you got to tread carefully, but yeah. So season three, hard to say what's ahead. You know, maybe we'll do one where I will just go through, through news and, and rant about it just for kicks because like on the other ones, I, on the other episodes, I did that where I'd pick out a weird story and like, Hey, here's a guy that, that thinks he's a tree or a, you know, here's a guy driving a semi-truck across Africa or something crazy, you know. Um, but they don't have that anymore. You, like, any news thing I look at is like, oh, here's bad news. Oh, here's worse news. Here's how you're going to be broke. Here's how you should buy food that's going to last 50 years because, you know, you're going to be probably dead in 51 if you don't. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, anyway. So today, though, let's talk about, um, we'll just talk about good deals. We'll talk about good deals, some un up, some unlifting, some uplifting 
some good stuff to make you feel a little better about about yourself, about your life, about your Latin life, about how everything is. So today we'll just talk real quick about, uh, we'll talk about going outside and we'll talk about getting a workout because that's pretty much all I did during that whole, you know, the whole, you can't really go nowhere, you can't really work anywhere type thing. Um, try to get outside a little bit and try to get a workout. So the good deals about um, getting outside is, is most of the time you can't just stand there even if you gotta, even if you're gonna camp, you gotta, you gotta do that tent erection thing, which everybody enjoys. But there's gonna be some exercise involved because I think it gets easy to forget how complacent you can get when everything's air conditioned and everything is padded, and you gotta just sit there and like, yeah, hey, you know, I don't understand, doc. The pounds ain't coming off. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But um, yeah, you get outside a little bit, cruise around, pick up something heavy. Get some sunshine, for God's sake. Get some fresh air. You know, I always notice when, because we fly a lot, you know, for work. We fly to go see the clients because, um, you know, it's usually a few of us and a lot of them. So it's a lot easier for us to go there than them to come to us. So we go and see the clients. And I always notice when I get off an airplane, like I've been sitting in a giant metal tube with a bunch of unwashed strangers and I get off of there and I feel like I'm breathing glue, you know, I'm like, I need to need to get outside, get some air for crying out loud. And, you know, back to the conspiracy theory thing, I'm not trying to point fingers, but when somebody that says that they have your health interests in mind tells you to stay inside, whatever you do, don't go outside and get fresh air. I'm going to have questions, man. I'm going to have questions. So yeah, get outside, get some fresh air. It's good and good for you. For the dudes, it's it's good for the testosterone, all right? Getting a little sun, get that shirt off. Sun's out, gun's out, let's go, all right? It's good for the testosterone, get some of that blood flowing. Um, it's good for the vitamin D. And again, the vitamin D, this is, um, it's good for your immune system, like they say in the, uh, in the public service announcements. I didn't know this at... Um, if, and I, I believe I'm right saying this, that uh, you can't properly synthesize, your body can't properly synthesize vitamin D without some sunshine. So you got to get out there, man. Be outside. If you're sitting inside all the time, you're like, I don't feel like good. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason for that. Go outside. It's way better. So I know that it's been winter and uh, a lot of places, and it seemed like there was kind of a long winter some places. Uh, like it, it was, it was snowing somewhere, somewhere, I think April, it, it, there was snow still on the ground in some places. So yeah, I know, man, going outside when it's, when it's crummy and it's slushy or like it's cold, but not cold enough. And it's sort of warm, but not warm enough. Like work it out, man. Put on some rubber boots, go just be out there. And I guess another thing that's come up is that, uh, a lot of people that felt like they were doing the right thing. Like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay inside, you know, like, like the man on the TV says, I'm going to stay in here. I'm not going to be around anybody. But now you're kind of like starting over from scratch, like a kid and you go out, you, you're around people and now you got no immunity at all of any kind. And now people are getting sick from that. So, I mean, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV, but as far as this goes, you, I'll say, but yeah, right. Pretend I'm Somalian. Look at me. I am the epidemiologist now. Uh, but yeah, go outside, get out of that synthetic prefab boxed in world that makes you feel like impending doom is right around the corner. Because, you know, that's the thing I think about, uh, and, and, and circling back 
to uh, kind of what I was saying earlier, that, that when you're sitting inside and you're just stuck with like social media and the news and, and my internet, and it starts making you feel like you don't know what reality is, like, like what, uh, which way is up, man? Like, you know, just anything could be a hey, world's ending tomorrow. Hey, things are going to be all right tomorrow. Oh, Hey, I'm i uh, I'm a helicopter now. I'm, you know, I'm going to dress as a Fox and do a video call with my other Fox friends. Like it's, it's not reasonable, man. But if you can get out of that, get out there, talk to actual people, live in the actual world, you know, drop something on your foot and go, oh, look, that's that hurts. It's like it's like Fight Club, right? Like this is your squished foot. This is reality. <laughs> Don't really squish your foot, man. But um, but yeah, so all the all the uh, new stuff that I saw trying to find something cool to sort of kick this episode off with was like Russia, dude. Everything is about Russia. And I, you know what? I had, uh, I, I think I'd mentioned this before. Like I had actually been trying to learn some Russian for a while and, you know, like whenever I look at a language, like I, I study the language a little bit, but then I try to watch like some movies and I look at some stuff about, about the place and kind of dig the culture and look at some of their news and their music and such. And dude, Russia is weird, man. You know, and, and for anybody that's Russian or Slavic or whatever, that's listening, like, you know, I, I would say don't take offense, but I know you don't take offense. And, and also, you know, that, that it's weird too. So, you know, don't act like you don't know. Um, but yeah, like, but if you want to laugh, like you could look at, uh, look at some Russian, like Russian memes or, or, uh, I think there's a site called weird Russia and it just tells you like weird things are happening in Russia. In fact, uh, you know what, while we're standing here, while we're standing here talking, I'll look it up right now. Let's see. Weird. And I'll tell you the first thing that pops up. Weird Russia. Dot. Com. You know, I dig that you don't have to say uh, like www no more. Well, let's see here. Oh, here. First story. The Battle of Techno House. I don't know what that is. Battle of Techno House. Part of the denazifying of Kherson. Oh, oh. See that? You see that? It's the first thing. Oh, wait. Here. Okay. So Russian belligerents, Russian soldiers and storefront commanders and leaders. Putin versus doorframe. Strength AK-47 versus door handle, casualties and losses, ammunition and pride versus window. So, I mean, that is funny. It's a video here. I'll, I'll look at it and I'll tell you what the video does since that's, uh, that's the caliber of show that I put on cut rate at best. Well, there's so I'm looking at like the storefront and it just says techno house. And the best part is it even says techno house in English. And this is, and I'm guessing this is in, uh, in Ukraine. But uh, so there's a soldier outside and it sounds like they're, I can't tell if they're shooting or they're throwing crashes. He's pulling on the door. He's pulling, maybe it's a push, right? Now he's, he's thinking about it. He's looking around and out here. He's giving a little tug. This is, this is bizarre and weird and boring. It's not as cool as I thought it would be. He's, he's just going away. It's not interesting at all. Techno House, you're fired. I, I think Techno House won, apparently. I didn't see the guy shoot anything at it. Maybe he was shooting at the at the windows or whatever. But um, I think the bigger question is, what was he going to do if he got in there? Like, were you going to steal some, some speakers? Going to get some techno to bring down the road? So now I'm, uh, yeah, great. Now I've gone down the, 
gone down the weird Russia rabbit hole. And now I'm looking at here's another one, cyberpunk, cyberpunk art. This is this is pretty decent looking. I'm not gonna lie, I uh I kinda dig the uh the uh Blade Runner, I almost said Road Runner. Blade Runner cyberpunk look with the uh like with the pink and the purple and the and the turquoise. What's this say? So yeah, it's like uh it's like that kind of a look, kind of a feel. Here's one that's like what is this? Zhigolestovskoy piva. So some kind of some kind of piva, some kind of beer. So it looks like a liquor store. I'll put this one in the uh, in the what have you. I'll put this one as the as the pick. There's some quality stuff, and of course a guy, Slav squatting with a uh, with a cigarette. But uh, yeah, I digress. Russian culture very weird. It's kind of like what you'd expect your teenage kid to get up to if he's left alone in uh, Illinois in winter with nothing but a lifetime supply of cigarettes and vodka. I don't know. It's just what I think. So, uh, steering away from Russia again, yeah, I had, uh, I'd been trying to look for these news stories and it was, and it was Russia, it was Chinese bird flu. And then, um, and then of course the American political drama. And you know what I notice about, um, and I know you noticed this too, about the, the American political situation is that, you know, I remember when. I sort of remember when, when politics was a thing that nobody really cared about, like, Hey, here's who's going to drive the train for the next few years. And people are like, yeah, all right, whatever. And, um, now it's become this thing that everybody's super, super invested in. And like, you watch it and there's like a story arc. And sometimes this guy wins, sometimes that guy wins, sometimes this side wins, that side wins, whatever. But you know what I noticed, like compared to shows that you actually like, like, you know, the, the thing that I notice about shows that you could actually stand to sit through. Oh, yeah, write that down. Stand to sit through. I could stand to sit through this. All right. Just sitting, standing, sitting here. But I noticed that uh, whatever the show is about, whether it's about, you know, I don't know, Flying Dragons or whatever the Game of Thrones thing was about or gangsters or a factory or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's fun to watch if there's a character, at least a character that you like. If, if I like one character, I'll watch the show, right? It, it could be good. Like, I like this guy's all right, right? All right. But then if, uh, if they all suck, like all these characters suck, like I can't root for anybody because I've seen some shows like that where, you know, you read like a, a snippet for it or like a preview of like, oh, this is going to be great, man. It's based on, you know, some book or some movie or some kind of thing that you like that everybody likes. You should watch it. And when you turn it on, you're like, yeah, all right, this could be cool. I should like this. And and I hate everybody. All these characters suck. I want them all to lose. Is there a way they could all lose? And it's the same thing with American politics. Is there a way all these people could lose at once? Like, can we just, like, I don't know, shut it off and turn it on again? Like, turn the whole ant farm upside down and shake it real good and maybe get all new ants? Maybe that would help. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, you can't get around that. So yeah, so I'm not going to really be talking about talking definitely not talking about American politics. You know, maybe in coming episodes we can talk a little bit about we can talk about some travel, uh travel travel you want to do, travel I want to do. Travel I have done. Uh I had the very particularly weird experience of going to Dollywood. This is a thing. This is a thing, Dollywood, and it's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and it's an entire theme park. 
It's an entire theme park plus hotel based on Dolly Parton. All right. Uh, so yeah. And I was there and I was a little bit freaked out just to, just to go there. So when you drive there, like I drove, drove up there. Right. And you go by, uh, you go by the Bush's bean, I guess, factory and they got tours. And as I was driving by, there was a guy that, and, uh, I don't mean a stereotype. I'm going to do yes. All right. This guy looked like he's a guy that like, if you had to pick a, B or C, like which of these people is is uh, going on a tour at the Bush's Baked Bean Factory? This guy is right there, him. But yeah, then you go to uh, so you go to Dollywood, and what what I will say is cool is everybody was super nice, like super nice. Like you know, if you, even if you go to even if you go to like Disneyland, which now you know no, but you know in the day, you know I grew up in Southern California, so we had Disneyland Day you know, every year since, you know, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade. And, uh, I got tuned up at Disneyland once, like I had on a, uh, Mr. Zog sex wax t-shirt. And if, and if you don't know, it's, it's just, it's just surfboard wax. Right. But it's, you know, it's edgy and cool. So all the kids like it. So I was a kid and I liked it. And I had this shirt that says Mr. Zog sex wax. And it's, uh, and I guess it's an old product. Like it's been around a long, long time. Like people know what it is. But I got through the gate at Disneyland and this security guy rolled right up, like out of the blue, snatches me up, like literally grips me and is like, sir, you need to put your shirt inside out. I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, you know, I don't think they do that now. I mean, I think you could probably, um, you could have like Mr. Zog's sex toy store and they'd let you in with that. But I digest again. So yeah, Dollywood, man. Um. So yeah, it's an actual thing. You get in there and they got, uh, they got rides, like lots, lots and lots of rides, just like, uh, just like any amusement park anywhere. Um, but it's kind of like if you, if you've been to Disneyland, it's like the entire place is country bear jamboree. And, uh, they, they did have a decent corn dog and anybody that knows me, I love a decent corn dog. They did have a decent corn dog, but they were amusement park. I mean, they were amusement park prices. I haven't been to any, any other amusement parks in quite a while. Yeah, you know, home of the $5 water. But uh not not a surprisingly not a bad time. Not a bad time at all. I'm not going to say, "Hey, do this on purpose," but I wouldn't uh if somebody invites you, I wouldn't shun it, I suppose. But no, you know, not a bad time. So if you're out and if you want to get out and about, you want to go to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, you know, stop on by, take a look, right? But so apart from getting out Going outside. Uh, the other thing then we were going to hit on that I was going to hit on, get a workout, man. Get a workout for crying out loud. Life's too easy. People are too soft. All right. And uh, especially these last, you know, the last, what, the last almost three years, it's easy to get casual. I, I sure did. I was living on nachos and just trash and watching shows, you know, skipping leg day, as they say. But uh, especially when you're stressed out, man, it's it's hard to focus on the on the longer term. And there's 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 uh, studies that prove that. No, it's 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 a real thing, man. When you start getting stressed out, you can't think long term as effectively. You're only thinking about right now and what's going to make you feel better right now. And for a lot of people, what's going to make you feel better right now is some kind of vice, you know, whether that's whether that's food or booze or you know, God forbid drugs or 
just coming unstitched and letting things slide. So take a wrap off, get a little workout, and it's it's good and good for you. And I'll tell you the thing that you know when when I go a while without getting a decent workout, you know, you start feeling sludgy and like, man, oh man, I remember how I used to be in shape and now I'm not, and man, why even bother, you know? Just like this, uh, you know, just like this podcast thing. Yeah, how many months did we take off of this, right? But everything is built on just one step at a time, you know? So I'm going to get this thing knocked out. I'm going to get this out to offend your listening sensibilities. And um, the same way, getting a workout, just get one, man. Just go out there and do something. It ain't got to be the carbon copy of the best workout you ever did. Just go get one decent workout. Uh, If it's something you've never done before, and this is actually kind of cool, you could get on... Get on YouTube and just look up some kind of random workout. Like there's, that's, as much as I hate a lot of modern stuff, as much as I hate a lot of everything, but as much as I hate lots of of modern stuff, a cool thing about YouTube is that you can look up literally anything. I think I mentioned it on on an episode before that there was a dude in, I want to say the Olympics, that, uh, that actually meddled. In I, I think he meddled. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I, I could be just making this up. But um, it did really well. I remember that. And it was some dude from some some country in Africa where people don't really do, you know, they don't they don't make their way to the Olympics that often, right? But this guy did really well in uh, in javelin. And they said, "Where'd you where did you train?" He says, "Oh, I looked at YouTube." And like, yeah, you look it up. They'll, they'll tell you like here are points of performance, how to do well at. Uh, at throwing a javelin. And uh, I've kind of gone with that. I looked up um, I looked up how to change out a, a recoil spring in an AK-47. I looked up how to um, how to install a dishwasher. I did that. It was surprisingly not as hard as you would think. Usually things with electricity in them, I don't touch them. I just like, man, there's current running through that. I'll, I'll either break it or kill myself. And, you know, neither of which is a desirable outcome. Well, for me, anyway. Yeah, man, YouTube, if you, you, you just look it up. So there's um there's all kinds of cool stuff. There's uh stuff you can do with um minimal equipment, stuff you can do with probably maybe some stuff you already have. But if nothing else, you get a little stretch, you'll feel like a hundred bucks. You really will. And what you'll find is that it's it's like a lace potato chip, right? You get one, then you get another, you get another. Next thing you know, you're a fat guy. Except in reverse, right? So you just get one little workout, take a small taste, then another, then another. Next thing you know, you're right back to where you want to be. Just like with this podcast thing, except, you know, these will probably all suck. So no big deal. So, you know, for a combo bonus, then you could actually get a workout outside, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, you can do just like a body weight calisthenics kind of thing. I, I was never into that at all. Like, I never did that. I, well, I mean, I obviously I had to do it because, you know, for work, right? SEAL teams, they make they sort of make you do stuff. And uh, you do a lot of the, just the jumping jacks, push-ups kind of thing. But if you get a chance and look at it, there's uh, there's lots of videos of, like, hey, here's some other cool body weight stuff you could do that's not just air squats, not just push-ups, and lots of stuff that's it's actually it's actually pretty difficult and it'll put a, it'll put a pretty decent, it'll put a pretty decent beating on you. I also, uh, and I had this from a while back, um, uh, you know, in the before times I had this in the day, 
couple of books on prison style workouts. And what I think is what I think is interesting about, I guess, well, prison or any place that people are just kind of stuck and left to their devices is the things that they can come up with. And, you know, I mean, uh, ways of communicating, all just uh, everything that, you know, all that guy, that kind of stuff. It's, it's fascinating to me. But uh, some of these books, they line out some really decent, uh, some really decent workouts. And uh, one of them, what was I, what was it called? Dude, let me look. Uh, Jailhouse Strong was what this one was called. And I can't remember, I don't remember who, who wrote it. I just had a quick note here, but yeah, I have one that's called Jailhouse Strong. And of course, it, it kind of plays on the whole prison vibe. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm dying. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, it really does. It, it references a lot of a lot of actually solid principles for uh, for creating resistance and, and increasing difficulty, which is really, at the end of the day, all you really got to do to get a workout. Create some resistance and increase the difficulty. Um, which is just like me in any work setting. I, I create resistance and I make everything harder. Yeah, this this particular book, I remembered this one because there was a really good line in it. The guys had got a whole section about about burpees. So if you don't if you don't know or if you don't remember junior high school, a burpee is basically like you uh, you kind of squat down, you get your hands on the ground, and then you thrust backwards. You put your legs backwards so you're in like a push up position. And now from here, you can do all kinds of things. You know, if you want, if you want to do a push up, you want to do a push up and then raise one knee, push up or raise the other knee. You want to do legs apart, legs together. And then when you bring your knees back up, you know, back into the squat position, now you can, you could either jump or stand up and then do a squat and then do the next one, but all kinds of combinations you make up your own. So this guy's talking about, yeah, this is, this is a great exercise. You need literally nothing to do it. It works well. It works a, a large majority of your body. Uh, you know, you're not going to get much. You know, you, you can't do pull-ups. You know, you, you can't really hit buys. You know, with the burpee, but most of your body and a solid piece of cardiovascular, you're going to get a good workout doing burpees. This guy says you don't ever hear people talking about burpees. Nobody talks about hey, let's go do some burpees. And one of the main reasons for that is he says. Quote, every time you do a burpee, no one gets paid. But that's really about the size of it for today, I suppose. Get outside and get a workout. There's enough bad noise in the world. And as for everything else, that's probably enough for our um, inaugural return to the podcast scene. But in any case, I think that's probably a good spot to stop for today. We'll just wrap it up with get a workout and go outside. And, uh... If you want to see what we're up to at APG or any of the things that we have coming up, you can check out our website at www.apg.team. And if you've got questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns, or you've got something you want to hear me rant about, then uh, send us an email at info at APG.team. And if you like anything, anything at all about what we're putting out here, do feel free to like and subscribe to this channel so you get our latest in a timely fashion and share these ideas with your friends because... As we always say, the world needs hitters. So, as the sun sets slowly in the east, I will leave you with the wise words of Jack Daniels, who once said, You know, I'm actually pretty tired of milk.
smart, capable, and most importantly, I'm free in all the ways that you are not.